For all your science and tech news, it's Stash Butler with The Download. Welcome to The Download, a brand new show from Radio Taiwan International covering all the latest developments in science and technology. I'm your host, Stash Butler, and I'll be taking you through everything you need to know. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the controversy surrounding the Datan gas terminal in northern Taiwan. What's the story? Why is the government building it? And why are people unhappy about it? All of that and more coming up on The Download. So, what's going on here? Taiwan's state-owned CPC Corporation is building a liquefied natural gas terminal in Taoyuan, northern Taiwan. It'll be used to deliver gas to a nearby power station called the Datan Power Plant. And it's all part of the government's plan to increase gas power to 50% of Taiwan's total energy supply by 2025. But protesters want to stop the construction because they're building it on an ancient algal reef. The government says it's carried out environmental assessments and made modifications but that hasn't satisfied opponents of the terminal. And to make matters more complicated, Taiwan's opposition party, the KMT, have waded in on the fight on the side of the protesters. They've gathered signatures for a national referendum on the issue. But why is the government building more fossil fuel infrastructure in 2021? And how did this fight get political? Confused? So am I. I spoke to Clara Gillespie from the National Bureau of Asian Research to get the bigger picture. Today we're talking about this uh, Datan a gas terminal, which is going to be built by an existing gas power mm. plant right in, in Taoyuan in northern Taiwan. And there's been a lot of controversy around it. But the government is fairly is standing by this project, saying they've scaled back the project. They're saying that they've carried out the necessary kind of checks and so on. So, But what makes this terminal so important to Taiwan's energy strategy? It's a couple of different things. So one is just that broader question of where natural gas fits into Taiwan's energy mix in general. And the answer is, it's already an important part of the energy mix. But between now and 2025, when the nuclear phase out is supposed to occur, it's disproportionately what's going to make up that gap that uh, comes out of that zero carbon emission baseload power. Stretching out to 2050, though, I think what surprises some people is that natural gas is still expected to play a pretty prominent role in Taiwan's electricity mix. And the studies and the statistics for that vary. It's anywhere between, well, maybe it'll be about 30% of the mix or possibly still 50% of the mix. But importantly, most of those scenarios still show that growing versus where we are today. And where we are today and getting to the terminal in particular is that Taiwan has a real bottleneck in terms of its LNG infrastructure. The existing two terminals that are at play are already operating at, I think, over 100% of their nameplate capacity, uh, which starts to create real strains as you stretch that out. Now, this third terminal is not the only one in construction, but it is the closest to finalization of um, being able to import more LNG. And the CPC and others have noted their concerns 
that if this project is delayed, you're going to face that gap again in how quickly other terminals can be scaled up, and even with those, if it's sufficient to overcome that bottleneck. Mm. And so part of this is partly down to, we're talking about kind of denuclearizing Absolutely. Taiwan as well. So how, how does that tie in? Uh, it ties in very directly. <laughs> I mean, part of the reason that Taiwan is already operating at this over 100% capacity on LNG imports is just how quickly it's had to scale up on energy sources that are not nuclear. So up until 2016, nuclear was not only an important part of Taiwan's baseload power, but it was anticipated to potentially be a growing share. When you suddenly go to zero on that, you of course have bigger ambitions for what you want to do on wind and solar. But I think in 2016, Taiwan was still about 4% of the energy coming from wind and solar. So it has a huge curve to meet, which inevitably means if you're replacing nuclear, is that going to be some amount of either natural gas or coal? A lot of governments have viewed gas as this kind of transition, this kind yeah. of you know moving from coal and stuff to using gas and then eventually transitioning to, to something greener. Yeah. But we're also seeing that there are some countries and where the opposition to this kind of this strategy is growing, but Taiwan is still pushing ahead with gas. Is that still is it still the best bet, do you think, for Taiwan? I think it's part of a necessary bet. Taiwan, in many ways, has a lot of options for what it could do on its energy mix, but all of them involve some degree of challenge. One of the questions that is being raised is, could there be less of a push on LNG by returning to nuclear? And in some ways, Taiwan is very much in a similar situation to what you see in South Korea and Japan, both of which face that exact same question in the aftermath of the Fukushima Daiichi disaster. Both Japan and South Korea outlined a policy close to what Taiwan has said in the total uh, drawdown of nuclear and have backed away from it. So they've decided that that's actually not the best way forward, that actually nuclear is nuclear energy is part of the way to, to for at a green transition. At least to some extent, and right. at least for some period. So firstly, you, you referred to the 2025 date, and that's significant because the government's outlined this policy where they want to see, if I remember correctly, it's 2030-50 policy, which means 20% of power from renewable sources, 30% from coal, and 50% from natural gas by 2025. So how, how close do you think they are to hitting that target? I mean, it comes exactly back to the terminal because the big bottleneck is can you get to 50% LNG with the existing import infrastructure? Taiwan does not have indigenous resources for natural gas, or at least not any on any notable scale. So all of that has to come in through imports. Right now, I think as of 2019, Taiwan is past that 30% mark on LNG as part of the electricity mix. So it's getting closer, but that's not 50% by any measure. And if you are already operating at capacity, something has to change to really be on target. I mean, Taiwan is so dependent on imports for, for its energy. So where is it getting this natural gas from? A couple different suppliers now and a couple projected to play more significant roles in the long term. Now, I believe the top three most important importers for Taiwan are Australia, Qatar, and Malaysia. Uh, the United States is a growing location for where Taiwan is getting some of its natural gas that's projected to continue. So I, I, I've seen some sort of charts showing that, for example, Taiwan's trying to move away from gas from the Middle East, partly out of security concerns there. So where's it moving that interest towards if it's away from countries like Qatar? 
a couple of different places, including, I think, relatively more on Australia, which has had new gas resources come online in the last few years, as well as the United States. Other countries have made a bigger push on potential Russian gas. I have not seen Taiwan match that with the same appetite. With the 2050 date that the government, I mean, you're talking about projections from 2050. So they're still not seeing renewables like wind and solar hitting uh, a 20% or they are seeing it hit hit 20% but just still not playing that integral part uh, in replacing the carbon emitters. More of the latter. Mm. If you pull back a little bit on the global picture, a lot of countries have been struggling to hit some of their more ambitious targets for wind and solar. And I say this because in some ways Taiwan is a really positive story, especially with wind, where the country has really been punching above its weight globally. But it's not just scaling up wind and solar. It's also what you're drawing down. And so the challenge is not just pushing out natural gas, but it's also how you deal with nuclear being completely gone and ideally in that 2050 scenario, uh, also getting coal down to zero. So it's an incredible task on top of already what you've had, I think, in the last years is Taiwan, you know, first doubling its share of uh, wind and solar in its electricity mix and now looking to do that several times over again in what's not that long of a window. That was Clara Gillespie from the National Bureau of Asian Research. And that's all we have time for this week. Next week, tune in to find out why Clara thinks that the risk of blackouts in northern Taiwan is very real. That's next week with me, Stash Butler, on The Download.